mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work, episode 109. It's the interview podcast on the 8 Bit Collective, and I'm your host, John O'Peck, proudly presented by Audio Technica. And this week, we have Anthony Florida, Twitch streamer, host of the Dad's Beards Nerds podcast, and an all round great dude. It was awesome to chat with Anthony about a range of topics. Being that his focus as a podcaster and streamer is on video games and much of his persona is built around the fact that he is a father, we talked a lot about balancing his duties as a parent and a husband with not only that hobby but content creation and just finding a balance that works because you know it's a growing demographic of gamers that we are. There's so many of us now starting families and experiencing the ups and downs of holding on to hobbies while trying to raise a family. So it's really great to get that insight, but also there's a facet of Anthony that makes him unique to any guest I've ever had on this show. He has Tourette's Syndrome, which in itself is something that has taken a lot of work to overcome, to manage, and to, I guess, just not let define himself. It's not something that limits Anthony seemingly in any way, in any activity he chooses to do. And often we know people with Tourette's often withdraw from social situations. They find it hard to fit in or feel confident And I suppose because he's got a more mild form of Tourette's, but also because of the way that he's grown up and found ways to deal with it, it really hasn't stopped him from doing so many of these cool creative ventures and having a crazy energy and confidence when he is streaming or podcasting. It's like four or five podcasts a week with this guy and his co-host, George. I recently did their podcast talking about my story, so you can go over and check out Dad's Beards Nerds for that. But for now, here is Anthony Florida. Enjoy the show. It's Florida. Florida. Yeah, I think about Florida. Yeah. But with, yeah. Because I'm like, Florida. 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 I, yeah. I get that a lot from a lot of the uh, the older ladies at work oh, who really? are like in their 50s, 60s, like, yeah, Florida. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm pretty cool about it. They're, they're nice about it. Like, Florida. Hi. That's cool. I might leave that in as the intro. Yeah. Thanks for joining me, Anthony. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's all right. You've um, reached out to me. We're doing a double feature. So by the time this goes out, I will probably have already have been on your podcast and published that. So people can go back and find that if they wish. But what? Uh, tell us a bit about Dad's Beards Nerds. What's the name of your podcast again? Yeah, it's uh, Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. We've got our you know daily news content that we do Monday through Friday, which is basically just uh, like going on IGN, GameSpot, whatnot, finding the news. And of course, crediting whoever wrote that news as well, because I don't want to try to steal news in a sense. And mm. then we do our prime podcast, which we air every Sunday night, which is your typical like conversational podcast that can range from, you know, gaming, nerd culture. Uh, lately, we've just kind of been gearing it towards whatever our guest is into their interests. Like we had uh, one of the kind of funny best friends who was into MMA and Gundam building. So that's what the questions cool. went towards. All right. That sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait and to have you on. I guess... Yeah, so the the dad side of it does, is that kind of your niche that you're going for that angle, or is it just a branding thing? Oh, you know, it's definitely one of our niches. Uh, both George, yeah. my co-host, and I, we are both dads. You know, I've got three boys, and George has a little boy and a little girl, so we we both got the we definitely got the dad part checked out. And I guess that angle is it more about like the perspective of having time to play games, the kinds of you know content you can consume when you have interruptions in your life of of the family variety so it kind of used to be about that and and it's kind of morphed more into just being your not like a typical gaming podcast nurse culture podcast but we it does bleed in 
but it, it it's changed from the focal point from when we were just doing, you know, one podcast a week to doing six podcasts, basically with the daily news and the main podcast. So we do include our children in it a lot. I, I know one of our topics was like, what games are acceptable for your kids to play? You know, what games we felt it was purely opinion based, but we try to bleed it in when we can, but it's, it's not necessarily like a focal, focal point point anymore, but sure. it's definitely one of our niches that people can recognize us as. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's also just something that people can identify with you because there's so many people out there like yourselves who are parents and still want to make an effort to keep up with their hobbies because we're, we're all growing older. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a growing demographic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things where you you start off as a gamer or maybe you become a gamer and you don't have any kids. Shit, you don't even have any real responsibility other than bills and work and then you've got kids and then you have multiple... Like one kid was, was easily doable to play games because it was... Especially when he was really little, I'd have him fall asleep on my chest and I'd lay back and I would play Xbox. <laughs> so it was super... And then you add another kid to it and then you add a third kid to it and now you're up you know, up until, you know, 1, 2 a.m. playing games because the kids didn't get to sleep till 9, 10 p.m. And you're on this kind of like risk reward basis of gaming. Like, do I get sleep or don't I get sleep? <laughs> so it becomes this like this kind of like balance act of if you want to get your gaming in or have some fun and it's not your days off and you, <laughs> you kind of have to balance this weird act of parenting, you know, and work and life and like your spouse and then there's gaming and you just basically got to have no sleep. That that's yeah. the uh, to, to quote Fulminal Alchemist. That's the equivalent exchange. Yeah, right. That's what it boils down to. So, beyond that, you're also doing a fair bit of Twitch streaming. You're an affiliate status. So, can you talk me through what that schedule looks like for you and and how that fits in with everything else? So, the twitching died down a bit because now that I work Graveshift, um, before that, really when my channel was not, I wouldn't say hitting off, but I was kind of getting you know gaining traction, more and more traction. I was working just a normal day shift job, like a nine to five. So it was a lot easier to stream four or five days a week. Now I'm kind of uh, stuck to two days a week, basically my days off. Cause I'm working at nights mm -hmm. with that grave shift. But uh, the, the Twitch streaming is fun. It's just another way for me to, you know, game and do what I love. Uh, I, I love entertaining people. I've always loved entertaining people. Um, when I was younger, I was in bands and then the Twitch streaming has just kind of been, once I realized you could stream and play video games and have people watch you, that's when I really like jumped into it full force. Uh, I just, it's fun chatting with people, entertaining people, entertaining, entertainment has always been something that I just kind of always wanted to do just cause I have, I, I've got sort of an outgoing personality, you know, I'm not afraid to talk to people. I'm goofy. You know, I'll do weird stuff. Like, you know, I'll rip, if I'll get, a, I'll do streams where if I get a sub, I rip off a shirt. So I'll have like 10 shirts ready to be ripped off. You know, it's just, I, I like it for entertainment purposes cause I'm not the best gamer in the world. You know, I'll play apex legends or Fortnite and not win a single game, but Someone can be watching and be like, did that guy just rip off his shirt? Yeah. Holy shit, he just ripped off his shirt. Why? And I'm in there being loud and being stupid. And it's just it's just another fun outlet for me. Is this like a Hulk Hogan style? Oh, yeah. Ripping the shirt literally yeah, from the top to bottom? Definitely. Uh, yeah. Mike's... So, so uh, <laughs> not to like plug out Snowbike Mike on this one, but uh, he's... He's come to stream and he's seen it a bunch of times. And and then I've got like another like where I go, you know, I'm the 2006 Fear Factor Live champion where uh, I won Fear Factor Live at Universal Studios Hollywood. So I, it was in a time where I was like, what, what can I yell out that could kind of be like my theme, my niche? And just, you know, random themes seem to be the theme, but certain themes have like kept up like yelling out tostadas and stuff like that, you know, like really weird themes to say that I've kind of kept with. <laughs> Well, that's great. I'm glad it's working for you. And like, it, it's fine. You can plug Snowbike Mike as oh, much man. as possible. Oh man, isn't he wonderful? For, for that man, yeah. I mean, and 
talking about Mike, like I see a similar level of energy in you from seeing some of your content. And do you think that it's that energy that makes it a good platform for you to be on something like Twitch where it's just you're able to talk basically to yourself, but you're engaging with the chat and you're able to just feed off the energy? Definitely. Uh, so, I mean, generally when it's just me, and there aren't many people in chat or they're not chatting, you know, I'm kind of regulated to just kind of talking to myself. Oh. Oops, excuse me. Sorry about that. Talking to myself. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, yeah I was drinking a beer. So, um, yeah, like I said, <laughs> that's my first, that is, that's my first birth, yeah. you know, putting in work episode. Well, just so you're you welcome. Know. Sorry about that. You're welcome. And sorry. <laughs> um, We'll keep going. So when it's just me, like I'll kind of try to save things to kind of keep myself hype. Like if I'm playing Rocket League, I'll be like, "Boom, baby!" Or like, "Oh man, almost got it!" And like nobody's engaged. There's nobody in the stream, but I'm just kind of like trying to like keep myself hyped up. So then when I, you know, mm-hmm. when I get people in the stream is 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 when it goes it goes from like a you know like a five to to nine or a ten. But uh, yeah. Nice. That's cool. All right. So let's go back like I usually do with my guests to, I guess, the beginning and, and talk through how you got to this point. And when I say this point, I guess what we're looking at here with you is a person who's working full time at a casino uh, and you are also crafting homebrew beers, as we know from, from the birth. Uh, then there's also the streaming and the podcasting and anything else that you wish to do to, to be creative and have fun, but you're also balancing this with a family. So take me back to, I guess, your creative journey to how you got here and, and, uh, how you view these different puzzle pieces that you fit together to, to make what is your lifestyle, your hobbies, just your life in general, I suppose. Yeah. So like to start with before I even had kids, um, or before even streaming was a theme, it was, uh, me working a full-time job at the casino I'm working at currently before, cause this is my third time coming back to it. I was in a band and I've always kind of needed creative things in my life to like, to be honest, to be, to really feel fulfilled as a kid in high school, I, I always did like track. I think it stems from doing sports. I did sports two thirds out of the school year and I always had something that I was doing other than, you know, work or school. So I feel like throughout my life, I've always had something creative because as an adult, there really isn't really many sports unless you're going to be a professional athlete or be in college. So the best option for me to be able to keep myself I guess entertained was gaming. And then once I discovered music was music. And I really, when I find something that I love to do, I really jump into it full force and I will find the time or I will find, you know, the time to, to be able to further that. So when it came to the band, you know, a lot of my free time was either done practicing or, you know, we were going to shows, you were traveling around California doing stuff. And at that time I was working a grave shift job as well. So a lot of that, that time came from, you know, sacrificing sleep so I could do these, you know, extracurricular activities is what I call them. Mm. So then, you know, we go off, uh, I'm getting older. I meet my wife, you know, we move, I find a new band and, you know, kind of repeat that process. But then we have a kid and, you know, having a kid really actually having one child doesn't really dampen the time that you have to do these things. Cause you've only got really, we have one child. You have one child to split your time with and you're either married or you're with your baby mama, your girlfriend, whatever you want to or baby daddy, whatever you want to call it. And it, it's, it's not as much of as a balancing act because we used to bring Mikkel, who's my oldest to, to shows. So we'd have him in his little stroller. He'd be sleeping. We'd have little headphones on him, you know, and we'd go to these shows, local shows. And if it was out of town, then it would just be me and the band. Um, but then we had more kids. <laughs> the second kid came and then the third kid came and there was a gap where it was just kind of like balancing family life. And then I got back into being in a band and then I found streaming and then the band thing kind of like fizzled out. So 
then it became this, like you said, this balancing act of where do I find the time to be a dad, a husband, work a full-time job. And especially now I'm working actually two jobs. I work a full-time job and a part-time job. Then that's by choice, not out of necessity. It's just the part-time job is the beer job. And I, I enjoy free beer. <laughs> so what can I yeah, say? exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm a simple man with simple needs. So now it very is, it very much is that it, it, it is a balancing act where I've got, I've got the podcast that I'm recording in the daytime, especially when it becomes news. Um, the prime podcast, which is our, our main podcast gets recorded on my first night off. So that's, that's, mm. that's easier to manage because my kids have a bedtime of around like eight, eight thirty. I had a real strict bedtime growing up. So I like to keep them to that as well. So that is where I'm able to supplement that time to do the stuff that I do extracurricular, whether it be the podcast or whether it be the Twitch stream. Um, and then it's just, like I said, the, the <laughs> risk reward of sleep, no sleep, sleep, no sleep. How late do I want to stay up? In that balance, I guess you must find over the years you've met other parents who talk about having kids like it it basically ends their life or ends their free time, ends their sense of, of having hobbies. I've definitely heard that myself. So do you find that it does seem to vary from person to person or do you think that it's more about finding a way to make it work and, and time management? So it's definitely from person to person. I've got uh, people that I know that, yeah, they had kids and their children are their whole life. And, and that's the way they choose to, you know, to, to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just throughout my life, I've always felt a void that needs to be filled by doing something creative. It's a weird passion that I have. And, and when I'm not doing something creative, when it's just me and life, you know, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not, I'm, I'm not fulfilled. And it, and it hasn't, and yeah. it, it's, it, it's, this is where the selfish side gets to it. Of, of wanting to do all this stuff while having the family is, is there, I'm not saying there are times where I neglect my family, but there are times where I am scheduling stuff in where, you know, the kids could stay up an hour later and we could watch cartoons, but it's, it's kind of something I need to keep my own sanity and keep myself kind of like centered and whole, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah. So like in the daytime, you know, is, is when, is when we do a lot of stuff with the kids or I spend my time with the kids and, and, and my wife and all that jazz. But I mean, my wife has definitely had times where she's like, no, not tonight. It's we're watching a movie. We're having popcorn. We're cuddling. And I'm like, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I find in my experience that the times that it works really well is when a couple recognizes that the other person needs to do the things that make them happy even if it doesn't involve yeah. them so you know if it's gardening or if it's gaming or if it's a sport or even just a weekly catch up with a, a friend you know an old friend or something like if they're the things that draw you back to your center and to your identity that you've you've had for a long time that's important to you then that's so important to sanity as you mentioned and it could be seen like that's a selfish act for you to tell the kids that you don't want to play with them because you want to play this game but in in the long run it's almost like a bigger picture if that's a, a good way to phrase it yeah because it's just finding that balance there, but there are nights where you know like we'll go see a movie or we'll go do dinner with the kids and you know with three three boys and you know i've got a nine-year-old a seven-year-old and a six-year-old it's it very much is a balancing act and i, I want to give them their fair share of time because i'm their dad you know i'm supposed to that's that's my job it's not yeah. uh it's not a well tonight we'll see if i can hang out with you it's no it's this is what my job is as your father is to show, you know, a positive role model and be there for you in your life. But that's where yeah. the bedtime comes into play and allows me to do, do the yeah. things that I do. 
I mean, as a child, I had a really strict bedtime. I mean, up until I was 18, I had a bedtime of uh, 8 p.m., which at the time I was, right. you know, like, oh, this is dumb, mom. But like, I get it now. I was always, I never went to school tired. I was getting at least eight hours of sleep. So part of that for, for the kids is, is I want them to keep that, that scheduled regimen too. Because once I let them deviate, then they're up till, you know, 12 a.m. at night. I don't want them to have to stay up late, be tired. But it also helps out myself and my wife. You know, my wife, is a, she's creative as well. She paints. And, and I try to let her know that, like, when I'm streaming, why don't you paint and listen to music? You know, this isn't something where I need complete total quiet because I'm over here yelling out, I'm the 2006 Fear Factor Live champion, you know, like like I'm being loud and, and <laughs> awkward and funny. So, so a lot of times, you know, she'll sit down, she'll paint behind me, she'll have her headphones in. So, you know, it's some of it is kind of being like, you know, like I could do this and then you could do the stuff you like to do, like play Fallout 76, you know, like that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's it's incentives and, you know, balancing it all out. That's right. And I guess it's all about knowing that when push comes to shove, the most important thing is the family. Definitely. And everything else is just kind of like it's like mood management. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there's another thing you messaged me about. And that's something I want to talk about because it's something we haven't covered on this show. And it's just, you know, despite this energetic persona that you present, you've also been living with Tourette's, which is, is it a syndrome? Is that the correct yeah, it, it's a terminology. Yeah, Tourette's syndrome. Uh, it just sounds so weird, though. I wish it was like Tourette's something else because syndrome just makes me think of uh, The Incredibles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about that because as I sit here and talk to you for the past half an hour or so, I have no idea that this is a thing that you're living with. Mm. I haven't noticed any ticks. Is it the fact that you just have a mild form of it or is it something that isn't distracting in, in, in your case? So the best way to explain it now is that is I'm concentrated on something. Um, I'm concentrated mm-hmm. in talking to you in this interview. So when I found in my life, when I'm concentrated on something, whether it be building something uh, at work, focusing on something, I twitch less because I feel like it gives my mind less time to worry about me twitching. It's very, it's, it's very much something too that when you notice you're doing it, you, you start doing it more. Um, kind of like the emperor's new clothes. You know, he was fine until he realized he was naked. You know, right. So, <laughs> so once you realize you're twitching, you start twitching more and more. But um, when it comes to this stuff and the Twitch stream, I'm focused on it. You know, I, I am in a certain mode, so I'm not twitching as much. And yes, I do have, I would say, more of a mild case of Tourette's. Now there are times where you know, my twitches come out, especially when I'm, when I'm at work walking in the hallways. And a lot of times I, I try to pick and choose when my twitches come out, which not everybody with Tourette's has that luxury. And I'm very lucky that, I, mm. that I'm able to hold it in to an extent because of not having it to the extent where, you know, I'm cussing and yelling out obscenities or screaming mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, I'd like to throw out, you know, like if you watch it, there's a Twitch streamer called, uh, her name's Sweet Anita. She has Tourette's. And her Tourette's is very, very out there. You know, she has a lot of vocal tics. She says random, like, phrases. Uh, like, I'm not at that level. But there are times where I have to let it out. Because Tourette's a lot of times is, like, you can hold in your twitches as much as you want. As much as you want. But it's like peeing. You can hold in your pee mm-hmm. as much as you want. But eventually, you got to pee. So, yeah. if you go pee right away, it's not going to be as severe, right? It's going to be a normal stream. So mm-hmm. the same goes with your twitches. If you're holding in your twitches for a full day, when they eventually come out, they're going to come out at an, at, at an excessive rate, louder, more mm-hmm. intense because you held them in all day. It's this weird <laughs> psychological like theme where you've got this like ritual as in this twitch where you have to get it out regardless. Sure. Yeah. So have you always had this level of control over it? And 
I guess the other question I, I want to ask is what are your actual ticks? Like how do they manifest for you? Um, so my ticks, I go, <laughs> um, I go, I shake my head a lot, kind of like, uh-huh. like as if I'm agreeing with someone. I jerk my arms. A lot of it yeah. has to do with uh, like jerking my arms and my shoulders. It looks like I'm stretching, but but I'm not. It's more of a twitch. Uh, I do this a lot, you know, like like extend my neck. I have a lot of facial tics. I do a lot of, you know, snorting as if you were trying to get like a loogie out or like right. you know, snot out. Uh, and then I also like, I'll chew on the inside of my cheek. Luckily my tics are like really subtle mm. where if you don't, if you don't notice them, then you wouldn't notice them unless I, I bring it to your attention. Sure. They all sound like things that could be passed off as just a quirky guy or someone that with a lot of energy. Half the things you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I do all those things as well. Yeah. I'm just not compelled to do it, I guess. I just, I guess like the difference would be I do it at a more like way more excessive rate than, mm-hmm. than a normal person would do. One of those scenes where, like I said, it, it has to come out. And a lot of people don't even realize I have Tourette's until I tell them and they're like, no, you don't. Come on, stop. And I'm like, no, no, I really do. And, you know, a lot of times, like, someone will be with me who knows I have Tourette's. And they're like, no, no, he, yeah, he actually has Tourette's. And they're like, what? Twitch, what do you do? Show me. And I'm like, what? I just can't bring it on. And then I start twitching because now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> this is kind of funny. But it's, I guess it's um something that you've obviously lived with for a long time and you're quite comfortable with it by this stage. But do you find that growing up with it, were there points where it did have an impact on your confidence because obviously now you've overcome anything that, that could have been conceived as uh, a lack of confidence or anxiety about it because I don't see any of that when I talk to you. Yeah. So I'd like to stress that when I was younger, um, I grew up in a really small town in Mariposa, California. And um, for having Tourette's, I probably had hands down the best scenario anyone with Tourette's mm. could ever ask for. Whereas it was a super, super small community and everyone knew I had Tourette's and I literally got made, made fun of once. And I had some random kid who I didn't even know who I didn't even like and didn't even like me, like kind of like chime in and be like, Hey, you can't make fun of him because of that. Cause he can't make, cause he yeah. can't, he can't help that. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I've watched a lot of documentaries and there are kids who get so isolated by their peers, you know, and by other kids because they have Tourette's. It hurts my heart because I have it as well. And I know that there was the opportunity for that to happen, but I had the luxury of being around other kids who for some reason didn't want to be complete total dickheads to me. It's a really low hanging fruit to make fun of someone for. And somehow I evaded that. And I don't know how, I don't know how it just by sheer luck. And it is one of the themes. Now my oldest son has Tourette's and um, it, it is something I worry about because his is, He's younger, and when you're younger, your your twitches are a little are, are more severe because you don't have the knowledge yet mm. to hold them in or to like really understand what you're doing. So, like when I was younger, I, I twitched at a far greater frequency. So it is one of those scenes where you know I I think back on on how fortunate I was, and and I just hope that the kids around him are mm. you know fortunate enough to give him that same luxury, which probably won't happen if I'm being realistic. But if it does, then you know, he'll be spared of a lot of ridicule and self-doubt because I mean, growing up, I didn't have much self-doubt. You know, I played sports. I was decent at sports. So I had the confidence there. I wasn't exactly the person I am now. I was very much, you know, not really reserved, but I wasn't as outgoing as I was. Uh, it wasn't until like my senior year of high school that my personality kind of changed and I kind of like changed as, as a person, but it's never really hindered me with the exception of um, when I was wrestling senior year, I ended up having to pull from that because I would get, I started getting anxiety mm. attacks because of, I would twitch before my matches. And I think a lot of it had to do too, like in wrestling, I'm wearing a singlet and I'm so exposed yeah. already. 
and then the Twitch is just added to it. And once I get, once you get in your own head about it, it's, it's kind of over. And then I start twitching more and more and more. And then all of a sudden it's hard to breathe. And, uh, that was really the only time in my life I ever felt that. I never felt that in track. Uh, I never felt that in any other extracurricular activities that, that I did as, as a child, like, especially like, you know, working a job and stuff. So that was the only exception to, to growing up where mm. it would affect me in an adverse way. Sure. And do you think that there's, I mean, as someone who's a performer and very much out there, you seem quite extroverted just from talking to you. Do you think that the best way for people with Tourette's to get around it is to embrace the, their individuality and, you know, just be upfront about what they have and, and the impact it has in their life, but kind of live normally and expect people to treat them the same? So I would love to say yes. <laughs> I would love to say yes. But with with Tourette's, like I said, there's there's varying degrees of it. And if you have twitches where you just scream randomly mm. for no reason and you've been doing it all your life and people made fun of you for it, your mindset on it is going to be completely different. Yeah. You know, I just I just want to reiterate my, my upbringing with Tourette's is – not something common you know there's a lot of kids out there with Tourette's who get made fun of for it and it it just destroys their confidence you know it destroys them so what can they do like what's the best way for them to go ahead and live like that i uh i'd say the best way is to come to terms with it first that there's nothing you can do to stop it and that you're gonna twitch and it is what it is but granted that's a lot easier being said than done you know So even in my regular life, I don't just tell people I have Tourette's. It's not something that I just come in with like, hey, my name's Anthony. I have Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's something that people will notice and then I'll tell them. And even with social media, like I just within the last two, three years came out with it. And it wasn't like I was hiding it. I just didn't want it to be a part of my identity. Yeah. I didn't want to be the, tur- the Tourette's guy. I wanted people to enjoy my content or enjoy me because of me. And then when they find out that I have Tourette's, it becomes, oh, crap, I didn't know you had Tourette's. That's cool. But it's not a part of my identity, which, I mean, it is a part of my identity. It is a part of me. You know, mm. I've, I've had it all my life. But it wasn't something that I, I want I want to open up with. I want people to know me as opposed to being like, hey, there's a guy who twitches. Hey, Twitch. Twitch for us, Twitcher, you know, like... You're a Twitch streamer as well, so you could have... <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to be twitching on Twitch, you sweeties. Um, but that's something that, you know, I just started opening up with, you know, talking with other people with Tourette's because growing up in a small town too, I never really had... I've never had the opportunity to talk with anyone else with Tourette's. Mm. So it wasn't until my adult life where I met, you know, two, three other people with Tourette's. And I'm like, holy shit! Well, what? It, the funny thing is, I'm always like, what are your twitches? <laughs> like, this is what I do. What are yours? Yeah, I've seen a video where there's like a camp of kids with Tourette's, and they're all there, and like, I don't know if it's about like building social confidence and that kind of thing, or just that peer support. But it seems like you would really connect with people who understand what you're going through, and I think that's probably something that your son has going for him. Where I don't know if you had parents that understood what it was like but you certainly are in a position to help him definitely yeah growing up i mean i'm the i'm the only one in my family who has tourette's i don't know when it started maybe i'm the you know patient zero for Mm. my family but nobody has tourette's so it was really me on my own and you know up until we found out what it was you know my mom was super understanding about it but there were times where before we knew i used to you know clench like grit my teeth or go Mm. with my teeth and, you know, my mom, before she knew, you know, there was one day where she was like, stop doing that, you know, like a normal parent. Maybe she was tired. She was annoyed. And it was like the last straw. And I remember it's like the third, the, one of three times in my life I ever yelled at my mom. And I was just like, I can't help it. I can't stop, you know. And uh, it was at that point where she was like, oh, 
Uh-oh. Mm. And then I went through the gauntlet of testing because it wasn't like it is now where it's just – it's more out of the open. Mm. You know, neurologists know what to look for now. It was like, you know, oh, your son's just hyperactive or your son has epilepsy or, yeah. you know, your son has this. And it was EKGs and a lot of, like, testing. And then, you know, med- medication for it, That all it really did was make me sleepy. And it was just like this whole gauntlet of finding out. I didn't find out, I don't believe, till like – later on in life, like more like, you know, in between like 12 and 14 where, you know, I found my neurologist, Dr. Hilton. And she was like, and within five minutes was like, Oh, he's got Tourette's. (laughs) We're like, what? She's like, yeah, you've got Tourette's. I can, I'm watching you Twitch right now. Like this is what you have. And it was, then it was like, you know, what do we do? And finding out, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Mm. Okay. And uh, I mean, as you were telling the story of the guy sticking up for you in school, it just triggered my memory. Like, wait, I've heard this story before. You you were on Colin's podcast. You were in Fireside Chats yes. talking about this. And it's definitely worth a listen if people want to hear more about living with Tourette's and, and a bit more of a deep dive into that specifically. But it's, it's good to see that you've become somewhat of an advocate for this in your, I guess, even in your small audience or your small online circle. So that's good to see. Yeah, I just, my main thing with it is is once I started kind of being more forthright with it is is I just want to show... I want to show kids with Tourette's or people with Tourette's that you can, regardless of how beating your confidence is or how not confident you are in yourself, you can come out and you can still, you know, do something outgoing, whether it be out in the real world, whether it be online. Um, I just, I want people to come out with it. Like you can still be yourself. You don't have to hide mm. like, regardless of, of your twitches. And like I said, like I mentioned, sweet Anita, like she is a wonderful advocate for people with Tourette's coming out and doing, you know, twitch or youtube because she just she just does it she doesn't give a fuck Hmm. she's doing it and it's it's part of her but it's not her sure very cool and yes that's episode 39 if you want to hear the fireside chats episode with colin definitely recommend that but uh anthony i want to know what's been the hardest part i guess of these two things we've touched on so the hardest part of finding balance in your life as a person that enjoys hobbies and enjoys also being a good uh father and, and husband or are you married? Sorry, I didn't ask that. You are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm married. Cool. <laughs> and and then <laughs> sorry, I... ladies and fellas, I'm taking. <laughs> yeah. And then also the hardest part, I guess, of overcoming Tourette's to be this, you know, confident, energetic bundle of energy that we have before us today. So the hardest part when it comes to entertainment process with you know family work is just time management. That's really what it comes down to. Mm. Um, is finding the time and keeping that consistent. Now, granted, there's going to be a little like you know a wrench thrown into the cogs here and there, but the time management is is the hardest part. So anybody with a family, uh, anybody with a full time job who wants to get into streaming or YouTube or something, now you got to keep you got to be consistent with it. You know this, Jono. You consistently post or consistently online. Shoot, journalist, author. I mean, you. I don't think I don't believe you have children, but but you've got so many things going oh, yeah. on too. I'm I'm sure time management helps you out as well. Definitely, multitasking is like my whole life. <laughs> yeah, and especially once you add in social media as well. So not only do you have to create the content, but now you gotta you gotta put it out mm. there on you know and and then advertise it on four or five different platforms, which is really easy, but gets seems tedious at times because you're having to go from social media to social media to social media to social media. But uh, it's just time management is the biggest thing I can give anybody like figure out when you can do it and manage that time to where you can do it. And then, uh, when it comes with what, with Tourette's, you asked about Tourette's, right? Mm, Yeah, I did. You know, if you need medication, it's finding the right neurologist to help you find the right medication. They're all different. If you don't need medication, um, 
the best thing I can tell you is just embrace it. Embrace the Tourette's. Embrace the twitches. Um, like I said, though, I know that's a lot easier said than done. But with embracing it and with not giving a fuck what anybody thinks, that confidence will come little by little. And you're going to get assholes on there who come in and they're going to say stupid shit. But that's because their lives suck and they want to try to bring you down. Um, but just try to embrace what confidence you have and build upon that and build upon it and build upon it until you're at a place where you're someone like, you know, me or sweet Anita, where if you Twitch, you, you, you Twitch. It's just part of the show. Mm. Enjoy it because it's not going to be happening all the time. It's funny at the moment, but you know, like you're here to watch me entertain you. My Tourette's isn't a part of that. Yeah, that's cool. And so you've touched on it a little bit already, but what would be the main advice to people who find it difficult to find that time management? in their lives trial and error it, it really is trial and error it took a long time for me to find you know what days and it, it it's gonna fluctuate with your life as well mm. like it like i was telling you when i was working a nine to five i had four or five nights a week that i could do it because i would get five hours of sleep willingly and that's where that time management <laughs> comes where or well also also you know you've got risk reward in there as well like how, do i want to stream for five hours and get five hours of sleep or do i want to stream for three hours and get you know eight hours of sleep yeah um so it's just with time management comes trial and error on what works with that time management. If you've got children, I understand that putting them to bed early isn't going to work for everybody. Every kid's different. But for some reason, my kids, I, you know, it seems to work. I don't have to bust out the NyQuil or the chlorophore. Um, you know, they just, they just know to go to bed. So I, that was a joke about the NyQuil. So I don't <laughs> feed my children NyQuil. And the chloroform, like that's serious though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're totally immune to all those now i've used it so many times that i can't even do it even though i wanted to oh that's great that's great uh all right well that brings us to the final question and that is if you could do anything and know you wouldn't fail what would you do if i could do anything and know i wouldn't fail i would create a time machine and i would love to check out feudal china yeah like in the warring states area uh i know that's super random but uh it just seemed like a really crazy cool chaotic time so mm. i'd like to do that so let's Think about this realistically. You're going to travel back there. You're going to be wearing a t-shirt and uh, and, and vans, and everyone's going to well, poke and prod what? you. I, I didn't know. I didn't know I had to go into the, into the, the specifics of this. Okay, so obviously in this time machine, when I time travel, it's going to put me in clothes equivalent to that. Now I know I'm still going to stick out in feudal China. I'm a six foot tall white dude in feudal China, but maybe I'll just say like I rode in on a boat. I'm just here yeah. to you know uh, survey. I'm part of the you know some sort of survey for the government yeah. uh, i don't know I'll, I'll think of something on the fly and you speak the feudal chinese language as well yeah yeah part of that caveat yes. time machine is is it ingrains me with feudal chinese not current chinese but feudal so mandarin maybe can, can you ride uh, a horse and then uh you know i'll figure all that out yeah. you know I'll, I'll figure it out i mean as, this as is as a <laughs> hypothetical where you can't fail so i'm just saying like you know you, you'll be yeah, uh, yeah, you'll yeah. be riding horses and carts you'll be fine yeah when in rome you know <laughs> beautiful when in feudal china yeah when in feudal china you just gotta you know blend in and i'll just blend in <laughs> great it'll be like uh no that was that was japan wasn't it i was thinking of the last samurai with tom oh, Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was japan i don't yeah. know i don't know how i'm gonna blend in in uh That'll feudal be china but uh <laughs> hey can i say something to you first you can say anything you want i just want to say that you are uh you are killing it you're an inspiration to to me you're part of the you and Cheeks Jr., who's another kind of funny best friend. If mm. people don't know, Jono is part of the kind of funny best friend. So am I. You guys are kind of like the reasons that kind of lit a fire under my ass to, to start a podcast. So I just want to say thank you because your podcast not only is consistent, but the quality is just, it's amazing. The guests you've been getting are awesome. And not to mention, you know, you're balancing that with all your other endeavors, your creative endeavors. So I just, you're fucking killing it, man. 
Oh, thanks, Steve. It's definitely, you know, I don't have children, as you mentioned, like before about all the, the things that I do. I do feel that juggling act myself with other aspects, whether it's finding time to write a book, to do a video game review, to even just play games, spend time with my wife and friends and, and family. I've got people out there that uh, I love to, to see and, and spend time with as well. It's just not that uh, the same daily thing as it would be for someone with kids, I guess. So it's... um coming up with a new guest every week it's it's a grind in itself but you know there's so many talented people out there with stories to tell so it's um it's always worthwhile like it's just you make it happen you put some time aside and you make sure that it uh it happens because you know haven't missed an episode in 108 weeks now and it's you know feedback like you've just given me that drives me to keep going so thank you very much and thanks for coming on the podcast thank you for having me i appreciate it so much Thank you for listening and thanks to Audio Technica. You can catch Anthony on Twitter at DadBodPlays. His podcast is Dads, Beards, Nerds. Check it out. If you want to support this show, you can do it through iTunes ratings and reviews or by heading over to patreon.com slash weare8bit. That's A-T-E-B-I-T. And that's where from as little as a dollar a month, you can support the content creators over at the 8-Bit Collective. You can follow me on social medias at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.